have you ever had that feeling? That feeling that tells you how to react to a situation, not from the thoughts coming in your head, but from deep inside, from your gut, your second brain. Welcome to Gut Instinct. I'm your host, Kristen Jaslowicz, and I'm on a journey to learning how to go with my gut, to listen to it, and to trust it. Please join me and listen. Now, Gut Instinct. Don't be too logical or philosophical. It's time to listen to your gut. Don't be too skeptical or highly technical. It's time to listen to your gut. Will you follow? Will you follow? Listeners, my guest today is Sophia. Sophia and I are going to be talking about how we have learned to follow our gut instincts. And she has some gut instinct stories to share that I have found very interesting. So Sophia, welcome so much and thanks for joining my show today. Thank you for having me. I'd love to hear more about how you have learned to go with your gut instincts and what a gut instinct We're hey hello, um, we're here to steal your podcast. Whoa, what? Like the third Who's one this that? week. Yeah, I know. And we're, we're we are busy, busy beavers, Jeremy. Uh, but yeah, ma'am, excuse me, and uh, hello, other ma'am. I need I need both of you to calm down, okay? Because we're we're just we're here to swipe your podcast, and uh, we're just going to take over this episode for you. It, it's usually a pretty easy process. I felt in my gut that I needed to steal this podcast. Yeah, you just we were over there at McDonald's eating some French fries. Right. I used I used the bathroom and then after that was over, I was like, Jeremy, I have a plan. So that's how it goes. We actually didn't even look you up. We just I just followed him here. He just knew how to get here somehow. Steal my podcast. Oh my gosh. My gut is telling me that for my safety, I better let you steal my podcast. That's a good gut instinct. Well, yeah, that's why I brought this rebarb (laughs) club. I brought cookies. Yeah, go ahead and take the cookies. Jeremy, that that was actually a better call. I'll put the rebarb down. <laughs> I told you she'd be chill about it. You get more bees with honey, Jeremy. That's what I'm always saying. Isn't dude. that how this thing a, goes? A week, a Is wink, it bees? It's flies. A, a, wink, a wink and a smile will take you there. That's right. Bees, Is that real phrase? Bees make honey. They don't, don't I get to say in this. Uh, actually, um, no. So, uh, if you could, uh, just sit, don't worry. You're still going to get paid whatever she was paying you to be here. You're still going to get paid for that, but you're going to be on our podcast now. I, are you guys experts or something? Yes, absolutely. In our field. Yes. Jack of all trades. Masters of everything. All of it. In your field of stealing. Well, no, that's just a small. I mean, you, you can't be judgmental and just paint this whole big picture. You're just coming at us with that. Like one little I mean, thing. that's a little. That's I mean, a little ludicrous. I have a lot of things. To just okay? say that you know. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, yeah, Jeremy's got the cookies for you. Um, I'll just go ahead and scoot you out the door. Okay. 
Thanks. <laughs> oh, that's really easy. <laughs> that was nice. Welcome to Michael and Jeremy Still Your Podcast, where we do your podcast better, faster, stronger, and hornier. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing Pichikino. I love it. We have a guest today. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Hi. Well, willkommen. Uh, danke. And I'm getting flashbacks. So uh, we're stealing a podcast called Gut Instinct, and it's about following your gut. Following that feeling, that nagging feeling that you get when you're like, you shouldn't go into that alleyway to take a piss because there's there's probably some spooky things in there. And then you don't, and then you live to see another day. So or you missed out on an adventure. Or you missed out on an adventure. You uh, you didn't follow your gut, and then you missed out when you instead of. Not going down that uh, that alleyway. There's guess who a, was? Guess who was in that alleyway, Jeremy? A, a leprechaun with a pot of gold. Mr. Beast was there, and he was waiting to Wait, give you twelve million dollars. Why would he be in an alleyway? Because he makes internet videos. Actually, I think in this scenario, the leprechaun makes more sense. I'm, is oh my god, is Mr. Beast a leprechaun? If you he think might about be a it, leprechaun, right? Maybe a robot. A robot. Leprechaun. No, I think just it's either or. You can't be both. No, I don't like there's that. no cybernetic nah, I don't fucking agree with that. cyborg leprechaun. Why can't a cyborg become a leprechaun? That's, That's the next up, horror dude. movie. I'm a leprechaun. Anyway, welcome, Sophia, to the show. <laughs> Thank you. So we have you on because we're going to talk to you about the gut feelings, the gut instincts that you have followed or not followed in your life, in your line of work, in any facet that you can come up with. Sophia, tell us about your gut. <laughs> actually, actually uh, d- l- let me go ahead and just start off. Uh, tell us about you, Sophia. And your gut. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I work in academia, so Ooh. I feel like to a certain extent, it is important to have a gut feeling professionally. Yes. Um, not so much for scientific research as much as for working with people mm. <laughs> yes yes wizardry absolutely um, i heard academia and, and i went to a i went to a fantasy place you're, you're being mm. just like yes DJ. i work at yes i work at hogwarts <laughs> i wasn't gonna imply that that's fucked up i would never say that <laughs> it's a bananas thing to I say i would never say that continue okay <laughs> um so i guess it's pretty much like in any other line of work where you work with people, uh, where you interact with people. So you need to have this kind of feeling for them, uh, especially because um, 
I'm, I'm there for them, meaning my students, not the other way around. And I feel like some people who are professors and lecturers keep forgetting that. Um, mm -hmm. They think that the students are there because of them and not the other way around. Um, so it is important to, you know, properly gauge people's reactions to your lecture, essentially, to not just to make yourself more interesting and more educational, but also to not bore people to death. You That's have, also important. <laughs> you have to be, oh, absolutely. Uh, have to be relatable. You have to yes, relate I to mean, it students. kind of, yeah, yeah. And it kind of, I guess, has to do with like social IQ, if there even is such a thing, because some people dispute that being a thing. No, there but, is, yeah. because I'm very low. Do those people <laughs> who have low social IQs, are they the ones that are arguing against it? I, I'm not sure, but people keep claiming that it's not like an intelligence in, a, in, in the same way as mathematical intelligence or, I don't know, spatial intelligence and mm -hmm. things like that. But I, I do think that social interactions are a kind of space, I guess. So you kind of need to know how to work you know, in that space. Orientate. Navigate yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, navigate it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And how to orient yourself. And <clears throat> I've always wanted to navigate space. That's a weird. Cool. That's a weird pull. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fly up there and see what's going on. So I'm I'm fascinated to see uh, during your lectures. Has there ever been a moment where you have uh, pinpointed an, an individual that you felt like just like you have you you you're sitting ninety nine percent of your class is fully engaged. You you've you've come up with an equilibrium with how you're presenting this information to make it absorbable, and then you have this one guy. He's just not. He, he's he's not there. You know what I mean? Do you? Why do, do you think it has to be a guy? <laughs> wow, Mike. Because guys, wow, dude, this is what I've been talking to you about. Well, okay. Well, if you're if you're going to do statistically, <laughs> women do much better in academia than men do. So I'm just following the statistics. Wow, dude, we're both shocked. But anyway, so you have a gentleman, and he's sitting there, and he's 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 a bad boy. You know, he's he's there. His daddy's <laughs> he's got turning money. up his leather jacket. Right. He's got he's he's, he's part of the Thunderbirds. He's, he's popped his collar. He's he's got his Walkman. Right, he's listening to his Walkman. He's not even paying attention. Do you? Do you? Walkman. Yeah, do you, I, I don't I, think they make these anymore. When he pulls out <laughs> his iPod Mini, right? And is, <laughs> do you? Do you like turn your chair around backwards and like sitting it backwards? Right like in front of your, him. Tilt your hat to the side. How do you deal with that that gentleman? I uh, I'm actually pretty good at setting boundaries from the get go, and students actually take me seriously because they see that you know i want to to help i want to educate them and uh, i am willing to um try my best to present the information that they need to learn in a digestible manner so i've never really had a problem with problematic students in fact i'd much rather they i don't know talk a lot and kind of get disruptive because then i can like calm them down um as opposed to them just like sitting down looking at me and not saying a word that's more difficult to okay. get them to interact yeah okay so so basically instead of it uh, so you you've you've ascended from the having that type of person that i described earlier you, you you've ascended that you've you've already met that boundary and you've you've done a great job and making sure that everyone is engaging, uh, uh, I guess, visually. So when you have that moment where 
everyone's just staring at you. And no one, so you're like, and so, uh, what, what, what's the type of question? What, what, what kind of lectures are you doing? What, what's the, the, the content of what you're teaching? Uh, uh, right. I, I haven't mentioned that. Good point. Um, so uh, I teach English language to engineers whose uh, first language isn't English. So <laughs> basically English is a second language to um, traffic and transport engineers. And yeah. uh, where are you located for our listeners? I am I'm located in Belgrade, Serbia. That's awesome. Very far away. The, t the time yeah. difference between us and you right now is actually extraordinary. <laughs> not as bad as it, Australia, it, but it's very late not for as, you. Yeah, it's not as bad as Australia. And in comparison to the West Coast, I feel like the East Coast and Europe have a less dramatic time difference. Yeah. All right. So when when you're attempting... So okay, so you're teaching the English language. That that requires a lot of feedback because you're you're having them recite i'm, I'm assuming uh, you you have now presented a certain dialect of how to say it and then you you want to hear your students produce that right i yeah i just want to hear them use the language that yeah. they're learning so yeah and so i guess the biggest hurdle would be how do you get them to fucking talk oh i mean there are there are ways and methods there are to, ways of making them talk there are ways of making them talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> how serbian of you <laughs> so outside what, what, i got a question fuck you jeremy i got a question fuck Mike. you go ahead hey sophia it's jeremy from michael and jeremy's to your podcast who hey sophia it's jeremy that <laughs> from michael and jeremy's to your podcast i have a quick who? question um so, Jeremy, what got you into teaching in Serbia? You mean what got uh, you into teaching? What got you into teaching in Serbia specifically? <laughs> what? Because she lives there. Yeah, but why? I, Serbia? I live there. I know, but I, I went to university here. Of Serbia. <laughs> she grew up and yes. lived, and she's a citizen, yes. and that's where she lives. That's <laughs> Jeremy. What got you into teaching? Why did you go to Serbia to teach? <laughs> I, Listen, I've been. I've been asking myself the same question. I don't know what to tell you. I think I have Stockholm syndrome. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, I don't think Stockholm is in Serbia. No, it's not. Yeah, it's no, it place. isn't. Mm -hmm. It's in Sweden. Yeah. Sophia, what got you into teaching? <laughs> <laughs> um, I realized during my university years that I have a talent for it. Over at uni, and that I kind of like it. Teaching is great because um, you do science and then you take the science that you do and you transfer it to people who are at the beginning of their education. And I find that fun and fascinating and yeah. Passing on knowledge. Yes. It's all about passing on knowledge. And you know, you, you're never quite done learning yourself if you stay in, in, in academia. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're currently working on a dissertation. Yes. My PhD thesis. So how has following your gut, uh, helped you to choose your thesis, uh, and tell us about what you decided and how that happened. In fact, it's funny you should ask that because, um, choosing my 
research topic was completely I just went with my gut. Mm. Um I've I've always had like specific fields um of language that I felt more, you know, attracted to basically. Mm like morphology, syntax, and things like that. Um, stylistics as well. Uh, forensic linguistics, it's also extremely interesting. And I did my master's thesis in, um, basically, it was a stylistic analysis of non-poetic discourse. But I had no idea what I was going to do um, for my PhD. So one day I was walking to class and I, I thought... I was thinking about a, a science fiction show that I was watching. Um, Quantum Leap. Altered, car uh, altered Carbon. <laughs> oh. So I was thinking... <laughs> sliders. We have, I have Scott Bakula on. <laughs> Sorry. Sliders, Quantum Leap. Continue. So I was, I was thinking about Altered Carbon, um, and I was on my way to class, and I thought, you know what's actually quite funny? And interesting is that most of these words that you see and hear in, in science fiction, they don't actually exist. They're, they're, they're coined just for these specific purposes. And yet people somehow get them in context. It's so, very unique. It's like a flux um, capacitor. My favorite show growing up, Star Trek. It's a lot of tech babble. Quantum torpedoes. A lot of... Yeah. We all know what Jeffrey tubes and dilithium crystals are. So think about a sense. quantum torpedo. If you if you think about the actual magnitude of what a quantum torpedo... So you're dealing with entanglement, right? Of electrons, your displacement. And you're, you're, the, the, that, that quantum entanglement... If it was an explosion, <laughs> it would. Am you have one. You just need one, yeah, Jeremy. That's it. One it's quantum <laughs> torpedo to launch at a fucking ship, and that thing's gonna. It's gonna exist in two different places simultaneously, and then probably implode. Like the Titan, submissible. Yeah, uh, Sophia, continue. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> Sophia, basically, yep. these these words are called nonce formations or occasionalisms. Um, I like and I was thinking, that's great. I like that word. Yeah. Um, so I figured what if I approached it from a morphological angle, which processes of word formation are used for these specific words, um, which ones become accepted and, you know, actually transferred to everyday use uh which ones stay only in this domain of science fiction and uh, how did those words change with the development of technology so what i'm doing is i'm taking um science fiction novels from different time periods and comparing um and quantifying the number of made-up words essentially and the structure of them. But uh, the point was that uh, I just completely went with my gut. It was uh, one of those things that were completely spontaneous. And I had no idea that that was what I wanted to do until I just had like a feeling like, huh, there's this show and there are these words and I could do something with that. What's your uh, what's your go to sci fi other than altered carbon? Also, that's great. The, everything that you just said. Well, I mean, we all absorbed it. <laughs> um, is it, it's, it's a cliche, but uh, the oldest 
science fiction novel that I'm analyzing is Hitchhikers, obviously. Ah, so. nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Such a nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's doing good things for you, and I love it. Yeah, it's it, it's um as you said it's it's challenging but it's tons of fun. I think um one of my I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who. Jer- Jeremy is as well. And we we have our favorite doctors, doctors yeah. and seasons and everything. Um it was uh Capaldi he had a he had a, a special episode where he got trapped in time perpetually in this like so basically time would act differently outside of his prison. He was imprisoned. And then inside the prison, he relived the same scenario over it's and over again. and over and over again. Yeah. And it always ended with death coming to take him. So at the beginning of the episode, you kind of see how the day goes. But then he repeats that day. And there's a scene in the middle where he looks at the stars and he goes, those stars aren't right. This is... I'm." 10,000 years off of you kind of get the idea of what's happening because he perpetually lives this day and he's like it's 10,000 years it's 100,000 years it's 20 million years it's 500 million years it's 1 billion years it's 75 billion years and so it gives you the it, it flashes forward from when he first got into this prison into and so it ends with each day he finds this wall of the hardest the hardest substance in the universe it's like it's like a diamond and so he starts basically the the first time he shows up to it he just punches it a couple times and then death comes from him uh, death comes for him and then he he dies and then he wakes up and then he has to do the whole mystery because it's it's really a big mystery he has to figure out and solve the mystery over and over and over again he's such an intelligent man that he does and he does it for billions of years and so when he gets to that wall and he punches it the wall stays and so as he's punching through the wall which is meters deep that he finally breaks out of prison after punching this wall singing the song that he sings for 75 billion years or so and it was one of the most profound pieces of science fiction I have ever seen in my entire life. Fascinating. Sophia, when you throw a house party and you're having some friends come over and you're getting mm-hmm. hors d'oeuvres ready, what's your go-to mm-hmm. hors d'oeuvre? Classic question, Jeremy. What's, what's my, go-to what's my hors d'oeuvre? go-to? What are you doing? Ah. Are you making little cucumber sandwiches? Like, How fancy no. are you when it comes to house guests are coming? Well, I'm a terrible cook, so... <laughs> Um, snacks, I don't know. Bagel bites. <laughs> yeah. Mini pizzas. A bowl full of bagel bites. Yeah. There's a bad cook that you just put it in weird containers. <laughs> Here's a bowl full of bagel bites. I have microwaved burritos. <laughs> Slice them and julienne Crisps them. or cookies, you know? Yeah, there you go. Two <laughs> uh, choices. I think it's great that when you when you type the word favorite, it's got a U in it. Oh, um, I love that. I love that you butcher words as well. Hey, <laughs> we don't butcher words. I don't know. Where did English come okay. from? <laughs> Where did English come from? And then who took it? Well, yeah. Mike cheers me right uh, now. Uh, Jerry's holding his beer up. America, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's huzz- our language huzz- now. <laughs> we have our own language. Um, I just keep remembering the discussion you've had with Mercury. Oh, yes. What's that? I don't know. What, what, I just said, ah, what, yes. What conversation is that? About 
aluminum. Aluminum. It's <laughs> why, aluminum. Why, did, why are you holding your nose when you do? Actually, it? there's a there's a full there's a full story behind uh, America and uh, everyone else on the word aluminum, and that's because of an author, uh, the gentleman who created the fucking word, printed it as aluminum for America. It's not our fault. He fucked up. No, I don't think it's a fuck up. I think it's a power move. Well, he came up with the aluminum, and that's how. That's how it was over there. And then when we got the fucking memo, he mm-hmm. fucked it up. It's his fault, not ours. He wanted us to argue, yeah. Yeah. He fucked up the word mm-hmm. alumin- aluminum. And so we say aluminum Actually, because that's how it was spelled. In the time, we were such a busy country, dude. He's got time for all the extra syllables. What is this? Aluminum? <laughs> cool. Let Make a plant. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I got time for this. All right. Uh, Jeremy, uh, tell us about oh, some hey. of the gut shit you've done. Gut how, shit? How do you follow your gut? Some of my gut shit? Motherfucker. Okay. um i did uh, i was telling you i stayed in a a quote-unquote haunted hotel oh that's right over in shreveport louisiana yeah you did you know where that is sophia yes of course you do she's she's a professor of academia i i i I consider myself pretty okay with american geography like i can name all 50 states i can't point to them all but you know Louisiana is the place where you've got think about American uh, pop culture. It's 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 alligators and voodoo, beignets, mm-hmm. delicious beignets, Princess and the Frog, cool place. Okay. <laughs> so I'm in this like voodoo hotel in Shreveport, Louisiana, and I was told I just got booked there. My company booked me there because I was working in the area, and uh, they were all giggling and laughing about it when they were telling me where I was going. And what hotel I was staying in. So I automatically assumed it was haunted. Why else would they be joking at me about staying here? So I asked the lady when I'm checking in. She goes, yeah, uh, I haven't experienced anything. But people, you know, some bad stuff happened on the second floor in these rooms. And that's where we're sending you. No, no. Oh. Thank you. I mean, she. <laughs> I'm not into that stuff. Uh, it's what my it's what my wife would call white people shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Define bad things that happened on the so second I, floor. So I didn't dive deep into that because I didn't want to know initially. I just wanted to know if I was right. That That's why they were giggling. Yeah. Because I So I walk into this hotel. I actually used a side door. I didn't go through the main entrance by accident. I just opened up a random door and went in. And there was animal skins on the ground and like old pictures like The Shining all over the place. Oh. And, uh, there was a... A dusty library. They said they had a spa, but if I'll get, I'll get to. They is had, this like a Disney production, dude? It's it's this really like eccentric hotel smack dab in the city center. So it's a bunch of different buildings. It uh-huh. looks like on the outside, right? But they've combined it to be this hotel over time. Okay. So I go in through the side door. I see all this stuff. I talk to the lady, and she goes, "Yeah, you know." Some stuff happened in these rooms over here. And she put me in room five. I said, did anything happen in room five? She goes, no, no, no. I've never heard a story about room five. I'm like, all right. Only the couple who died. But, you know. <laughs> well, sometimes the walls bleed, but <laughs> you just call housekeeping for right, that. Yeah, we'll take care of it. So uh, I get to the room and I open the door. And once again, animal skins on the ground. I have a video I'll show you, Mike. We what? can post it. Yeah. You walk in, there's animal skins, re- just really old decorations. 
but fancy. You'd uh, like picture it in the heyday of like the 30s, 40s. Fancy. Yeah. Oh, so wow. So it's small, yeah. but it's all, it's, there's a decoration everywhere you look. Yeah, yeah. It's full. So I'm sitting in the room. Was it all glued down? No. Oh. No, there was a chest. There was like oh. an old chest. Ooh. You could open up. I just threw my backpack in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was sitting in the room. I was thinking about, you know, is there anything interesting? She said on the second floor where the bad stuff happened, there's a gallery. And on the third floor, there's a ballroom. Uh-huh. And then it leads to the rooftop. Oh, wow. So I'm sitting in the room thinking, you know, I need to explore this place. I can't just sit in my room and do what I got to do. And what time did you explore? Probably 10, 11. Ooh, spooky hour. Yeah. AM or PM? PM. So I'm sitting. Okay. Yeah, I'm sitting. <laughs> I went and got, I got, I got a McGriddle from McDonald's <laughs> before they, before yeah. they closed the, the I, breakfast. And I, got then the I, continental and then I, bre- I got the continental breakfast with the powder eggs. And then <laughs> I decided to explore. No, so I uh, I get I get in the elevator, and the first thing I see in the elevator is it's there's a sign that says, "Hey, our our elevator is a little quirky." And I thought that was a funny word to use. <laughs> like, well, what's so quirky about it? Does it like sing to you? Does it tell you jokes? What's so quirky? You have to press several buttons, and it'll stop in between, and then it'll move to the different floor, and then go back up to the floor you click the button on. The, the elevator is all out of whack. So I click, I, I, I click the third floor to get to the second floor, which puts me in between them. And it the, took you to the basement. <laughs> well, at one point I wish, because I, I got excited. Hello, everybody. Future Michael here. Our band of the week is Acid Fairy. I think, I think it's, it, there's two C's. It's, so it's acid, but you double up the C's and then fairy, like the, like a boat. Like the Joker was gonna blow up those fairies full of full of people. Acid Fairy, their song, The Great Awakening. Thank you guys, much appreciated. We're brought to you by Dungeon Studios, makers of Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons modules. Follow their Facebook page, Dungeon Studios. Their website, DungeonStudios.co. Go get yourself a module today. They have a podcast, The Game. There was an announcement made last week that anybody that tuned into the game, they gave a free module away. Free modules, guys. They're giving away the modules. Go to their website and buy one, motherfuckers. Jesus, I love you. R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. I miss you. So I get in this elevator and I click the third floor to get to the second floor because I'm gonna go look at the creep where the creepy stuff happened. Uh-huh. And I'm just following my gut. I'm like, I want to see yeah. this place. And everything's cool. Everything's different. Every hallway's different. Oh wow. So I get to the I I get on the second floor, I'm walking through. I get by the numbers of the room sheet. It was like 19, 19 through twenty-three are the rooms that all the bad stuff happened. So I get through there and it's all in my head. I'm like, oh, this is creepy. I was just sneaking through. I mean, I mean, people are probably sleeping in there. They got work tomorrow. But I'm like, ooh, the vibes. It's so haunted. <laughs> and it's all these, the, it's white hallway. And then it just ends with a brick, brick wall. There's just a brick wall dead there. Dead end? It's oh. a dead end. But it's <gasps> the only brick wall on the floor. Right. It sounds like a Winchester house sh- bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's HH. Sounds like it's, a fake wall. Did you punch through it? Right. Or did you put your hand and then it went through the wall? I actually, what I did is I I, uh, I finger pop, I went, and then I put my finger in there to see if there was any draft coming through the cracks. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, 
So I, I got there and then I went to the gallery. She said it was a gallery, but it was just a big wooden framed room with mirrors everywhere. There were no like paintings or I thought gallery, there'd be art yeah. and stuff up yeah. there. It was just a no. Actually, the room with the mirrors is actually a bunch of portraits of their next victim. <sighs> I did feel very creepy in that and room. You heard whispers. Because <laughs> you can see. <laughs> you know how you look into one mirror and then the ones behind you, and it just goes on forever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Until you like see that. your own face on the back of your head. Until I put my hand on the mirror and it's actually reversed, and I'm stuck in the mirror now. Yeah. And everyone just sees <gasps> oh, no. my handprint on the outside. And your evil mirror twin is out there. Fucking the bitches. <laughs> That's my evil twin is just my twin. <laughs> He's just, I'm getting late tonight. <laughs> I've been stuck in that mirror for way too long. My evil twin would just pop up and do like that, uh, the cure hair. Oh, yeah. And just be all emo and stuff. He'd <laughs> be like, uh, whatever. I hate everything. I'm going to be you now. <laughs> like, Wait, no. the cure or the used? Both. Okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I explored that, and then I went up to the ballroom, and there was a bunch of deflated balloons for like a birthday that happened somewhat recently in the nineteenth century. But they were yeah. all covered in cobwebs and blood. Stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yep, blood. <laughs> Punch up the story. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Yeah. So it was just this big empty room with like exposed pipes from the twenties. And like balloons with cobwebs on them and dust. She's like, yeah, it's the ballroom where the balls happen. <laughs> but nothing's happened in there in a long time. And I went out onto the rooftop and it's just this rickety old rooftop that overlooks the city. But I followed my gut and I explored. Even though I sat in the room, I'm like, no, I'm not fucking with that shit. Yeah. I'm not playing no games with no demons. I found the Bible that was in every drawer and I opened it up. You glued it to your chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ripped the I ripped Psalms 23 out of it and stapled it to my forehead. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> walk through that goddamn hotel. You didn't see anything spooky though. No, there was like my lights flickered a little bit, but it's an old building. Yeah, so I was like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I did have a really uh, bad dream. I had a really bad nightmare. Oh, but ghosts do approach you in your dreams. It was probably just because I hyped myself up. I know that because of the very first episode of our podcast, I tell my ghost story. Yeah, I've driven past Bach Tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, when have you ever felt your uh, All right, so, gut instinct? Uh, so I was presented. You're smashing this, your Shazam toy nope. on the ground. Nope. This is, this, is when, this is when 21st Century Breakdown came out. It was a Green Day album. And... Brad approaches me and he says, listen, I have a ticket to this concert. I just got it. It's right here. I printed it off. It's in my hand. The concert starts in 30 minutes. It's a 45-minute drive. I grab it. I grab it out of his hand. And I sprint to my car. <laughs> I, run, I run every toll. I'm doing 90 miles an hour to Orlando. <laughs> so that way I can go see, see Green, Green Day. Day? Yeah, alone, by myself. He's like, so what? He's, well, I've never, I, I mean, normally you, you, you know, go to concert. Have you gone to concerts alone? Yes. All the time. I've never done that. I always go with people because it's fun to go with other people. But so this mm -hmm. is the first 
opportunity. <laughs> Did you go? Mm. And so my gut. <laughs> yes. Well, no, 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 no. I'm telling you right now. Like he was like, I have this ticket for Green Day. It starts in you know 30 minutes. I grabbed it yeah, out of his have hand. To go right now. I've I've yeah. never been anywhere alone in my life. <laughs> I've never. That's I don't, kind of sad. I don't Can't do be stuff left alone with your thoughts. I don't. Oh wait, God. hey, I, I have really bad ADHD, and I work better in groups. Okay, so I've never, okay. I've never planned or done anything spontaneous like that unless other people are involved. So in my brain, I'm like, I'm about to go experience life alone for the first time ever as an adult. And so I, I, I just fucking grab his ticket. I get in my Avenger, my 1999 Dodge Avenger, Avenger. And then I get, I start driving to Orlando. It's and again, it's a 45 minute drive and I do it in 29 minutes. I, I skip every toll. I'm passing people. I'm praying. I'm praying that there's no cops that find me <laughs> driving like a maniac to get to this concert. And I get there. This is a ground floor ticket. This is like a big like arena. I go in there. I, I just walk in by myself. I'm terrified because I'm alone. Uh, as I walked in, it starts. And it was fucking amazing. I had a lot of fucking fun and I was very, very Aww. thankful that I decided to just jump on that. Cause again, nothing I've ever done. I've never done anything like that to make a trip, to go to a concert by myself. I've just never, I've never even gone to see a movie by myself. I've never, I've never done that. Uh, it's not, it's not, uh, and you like right now I'm alone, you know, every other week. So in those weeks, I don't I don't go out and see movies. It's weird. I, I like to go do stuff with people. But that was a that was a good example of a a, a positive gut feeling. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was great. I was like, I, I can't not see one of my favorite bands. I made that mistake. What did you do? I didn't go see Green Day. Oh. I was like, because that was when um, Uno Dos Tres came uh, out. Uno you know? Uno Dos Tres. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, I don't, I don't like that. They'll probably just play the majority of tracks of that record. And I didn't go. And then um, someone told me, oh, they came out on stage and they said something like, now we're going to do something that we haven't done in a long time. We're going to play the entirety of Dookie. <laughs> Oh my God! You missed the concert of a fucking lifetime. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. You you, yeah. you you had an opportunity to see Green Day just perform Dookie. Yeah. Oh my God! That's that's <laughs> that's so funny to me because I would have been like, ugh, Uno do Trey, whatever. I like Green Day, but whatever. And then as I was walking away, all eh, they'd start. We're gonna play Dookie. I'm like, oh my God! Oh I'm my God! Having again. Could you imagine watching Green Day play Having a Blast? Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, it'd be awesome. This fucking guys rock. Dude. There was there was no gut feeling to tell me that that concert was going to be so good. Well, that's a shame, <laughs> and I feel for you. Yeah, but that's that's cool that you had an opportunity that you wasted. Yeah, <laughs> you keep that one in the pocket. It's a cool you know? story. <laughs> well, sometimes you don't have a gut feeling, and sometimes your gut feeling is wrong. For example, right? I mean, did that ever happen to you? That my gut feeling was wrong. Yeah. Yes, but <laughs> if I had yes. to weigh, if I had to weigh my gut on good or bad, I think it would weigh heavily in the positive 
area. Oh, I envy you, actually. I had because a... I usually have a have a gut feeling that something is going to go wrong. And I think that's more like one of those chicken or egg uh, scenarios. The egg. Because it's always the egg. The, it... the egg came yeah, first, but... obviously. Uh, yes, I agree. But uh, listen, um, it's one of those things like are bad things happening because I'm not following my gut when my gut tells me that bad things are going to happen? Or am I just cranky and then I think I have a gut feeling and like, oh, something bad is going to happen and then like, I like manifest it and make it happen, you know? Ah, fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's... that. <sighs> Talking to people that are going to hear this, I think when you have a gut instinct, you need to take a moment and say, what's the worst that can happen? Okay, no. I, go, I go to the Green Day concert and they play a couple of songs from the new album that I'm, super, I'm not particularly into, but, you know, maybe I'll see them play Basket Case and, you know, Good Riddance and all the classics. You know, I'll, I'll be able to take an opportunity to... And then you get there, and then they're like, "We're playing just Dookie," and then you're like, "This is the what? This is what people dream of." <laughs> and they they also played some other songs. You know, yeah. I am a proponent of you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. You don't want to get caught up in like what you were saying, self-proclaimed prophecy. You don't want to worry about if you're making something happen. Just kind of, it's going with the flow. Is this going to be good or? Should I take this shot? Right. Should and always then, take this and shot. And then what's 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 the alternative? Well, I <clears throat> I could I could do this thing and it could go well, it could go poorly. How could it go poorly? How could it go well? Could it go well better than it could go poorly? In all honesty, Will it go poorly and does it start raining? In all now honesty it's for me, it's going poorly. I'm very impulsive. I'm a very no. impulsive person. No, my and so stop when it. opportunities pre present themselves, I don't usually give it a ton of thought. Mm. I say, "Is this going to make me feel good? It could. Let's do this." <laughs> There's certain things I've never tried cocaine. <laughs> is there? Is there? My, my intuition and my gut instinct has told me to never try cocaine because if I do, I'll like it too much and then I'll get addicted. Is there a difference between gut instinct and just impulse? They're um, one in the same, or is there a difference? I okay. So to give you an example, go to the concert. You're gonna have fun. You're 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 gonna be alone, and it could be pretty shitty, but you do get to see Green Day. Um, that's that's a perfect example of impulsivity acting as gut. Uh, the other side of the coin. Oh no, I need another good example of that. I don't. I, I have Sophia, a good example. So, Sophia, I you have got a good an example? example. So you got yeah, an example? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's a funny example of my very dear best friend um, who couldn't tell the difference between a gut feeling and an impulse decision. So <laughs> um, there was, uh, I, I spilled something at a cafe um, on myself, Blue as Tony. one does. On purpose? No, obviously. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a social experiment. I'm sorry. But it was summer, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and wash this off in a bathroom. But as things usually happen, I was wearing overalls. Classic. Of course. So yes. I, I told her, can you please come with me to the bathroom? Because you need to guard the door. Because it's one of those bathrooms that have like separate sections for men and women. 
but uh, the sinks are at a common section, you know? Right. Yeah. So if I'm going to be standing there completely naked, I would like someone to guard the door, right? Mm -hmm. So sure. I take off my overalls in the bathroom, standing there completely naked, washing them over the sink. And, um, well, not completely naked, but, you know, I was in my in my, uh, in Sophia, my underwear. Sophia, if you could tell us what happens next, you're naked in the bathroom? Yeah. Um, and so... What, what percentage uh, of... What's the percentage of nakedness? Is it like Winnie the Pooh I'm naked? in my underwear. Is it Winnie okay. the Pooh? Okay, gotcha. Not completely, yeah. I'm not, not a savage, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a knock on the door. And my dear, amazing, wonderful best friend, while I'm standing there, almost completely naked, Tackles. goes, oh, better get that. And <laughs> she just turns around, puts her hand on the doorknob, and starts opening the door, and I scream at her, and I'm like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> you had one job. And, <laughs> and this amazing woman is just like, whoop, sorry, forgot you were naked. <laughs> so I think that's, I was like, did nothing, did, did no alarm go off in your head and tell you, hey, you had one job, don't do that. Did you not have, like, a voice in your head telling you, hey, you were literally asked to do this one thing. Don't do it. And she was like, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> Strict, uh, straight. I know the feeling, and I can explain it very easily. <laughs> Please. So they were standing there. They had a job, right? It was very clear. You made, you made all of the instructions clear as day. You're going to stand here if anybody comes in. You're not going to let them because I'm naked, and I don't want people to see that. I would really prefer not for that to happen. And they say, I got you. And then they're standing there. And then yes. 35 seconds go by. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, that painting's pretty cool. I wonder yeah. who did that. What is, like, is that like a, I wonder if that's a print or if it's like an actual painting. If it is, is an actual painting, I wonder, how, the, I wonder how this bathroom? restaurant like gets their stuff. Like, There's a lot, there's a trombone on the wall. Like, did they hire a decorator to Why do is all it this? blue? Right. It's a blue trombone. <laughs> a blue trombone. What does that mean? It was a blue French horn for Himium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's where you're going. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You're like, oh, that'd be cool if that trombone was blue. Oh, but no, in Himium, it was a French horn. I wonder what the capital so, of Louisiana is. So that's is. the kind of thing that happens when you have really bad ADHD and you're standing there and you have a job to do that involves reacting to stimuli. And then moments go by and no stimuli happens. You just boop, 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 bye-bye. Yeah, I don't think that's justification. <laughs> to be justification honest, i think when you get the job you become like a pitbull and you're watching the door oh that'd be Brrr. nice jeremy jeremy that'd be nice yeah that's what you do well okay so for adhd people there's two things you could it depends on the in investment that that person has in you like if you go into a bathroom and you're like michael watch the door i'm in front of that door like a fucking gorilla you know just, uh, 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 uh. and then my job is to do that. I'm taking my clothes off. I'm like, please stop breathing like that. But <laughs> I don't if, like it. But if it's, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's like, okay, we're friends. I can look at hey, can you, you while you're you watch? Can you watch the door? Okay, I'll watch the door. <laughs> there's levels. There's levels is what I'm saying. Oh no, I'm down to just my skivvies. 
So when I was at, I was working at the UCF Arena and I was working a uh, Avenged Sevenfold concert. So I'm on the floor. I'm making sure that nobody's coming down from the the stands because they pay for their cheap ass peasant tickets in the stands, and then the people Jesus. have the the standing room. This guy walks over and he's like, "Hey man, uh, can I get down there?" I was like, "No, you may not." <laughs> I am in okay. Charge. Well, I have twenty dollars. Will that get me under the floor? And I said, "Absolutely, <laughs> it will." <laughs> yes, sir. May I take your coat? <laughs> You may enter. I feel like that is also that was for you. That was impulse. I don't think there was a gut. I think you skipped right. To I the- can use this for weed. <laughs> past Michael said. Uh, um, there was an anecdote. Was it Sophia? Yeah. About dancing. Yeah, I I can tell you, but you like I had, and that's again one of those. Am I manifesting bad things to happen to me? Um, or is it like an actual gut feeling? So, uh, I had a really bad feeling before I went to my, um, tango class. Tango? All right. Yeah, so Argentine tell, tell, tango. The, tell the story in American. Um, th- this just happens sometimes people order an accent and I'll just do it. <laughs> so I had a feeling when I was on my way to an Argentine tango dance class, I thought like, I really don't want to do this right now. I want to go home. I want to have an ice cream and chill. And but I was like, you're an idiot. You should go. Don't, you know, don't be lazy. Don't skip your obligations. Uh, You will only have three more classes before you move. Uh, Because I move every summer for two months. And that was like three classes before I moved where I am now. So I, I went and we were doing like one of those quick, some kind of quick step. And I was so pissed off and so in, in, in such a bad mood that I accidentally kicked myself. Um, and I was, I was wearing heels because you, you tango dance in heels. And no, I, I no, kicked Sophia, myself Sophia, with why? my heel. Sophia, Sophia, you're not supposed to kick yourself, Sophia. Por qué? Por qué, Sofia? Let me show you the way, Sofia. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> are good. Oh my God, Sofia, what have you done to yourself? Como Ay, Dios mío. Ay, Dios mío, Sofia. Por qué? Por qué? Más o menos. ¿Por qué, Sofía? ¿Por qué? <laughs> so you kicked yourself with your heel. Yeah. What was that like? It. I bled all over the place. Oh, it was like a... Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not doing this accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I, like, I like totally bled on myself. and uh, I like bled all over the place. It was, it was a was horror awesome. show. You should have yeah. seen the gash. It was gnar. Remember gnar? Gnar. <laughs> gnar. Sounds like no in Australian. Gnar? Gnar? Gnar. No, I'm actually from gnar. South Africa. No. It was a righteous, righteous gash. Gnar. Well, I mean. All those koalas and... <laughs> kangaroos. All those koalas and kangaroos in South Africa. Oh, no. Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you making fun of Mercury? Uh, Jeremy thinks that she's Australian. It's when I first met her. That was the first thing I did <laughs> when we first uh, talked. Okay. I just was like, "That's Aust-. She's definitely from Australia." She goes, "Yeah, I'm in South Africa," and I just went bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I really liked when she said, oh, I, I can't do an Australian accent. And we're like, you're, you're almost doing it. Come I mean, on. It's pretty close. You're 80% there. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. lie. I thought Serbian would be more like my ancestral home, uh, Russia. I don't have a Serbian accent, though. So, so. am I pretty spot on then? It's like kind of Eastern European. Yeah, probably. Can you do a Serbian accent? <laughs> I don't know how. I don't. I don't have an ear for it. You live there. Like, <laughs> aren't you teaching them how to speak like you? I'm not forcing my accent <laughs> on them. They That'd can, be so funny. if they. <laughs> in fact, it, it's it's great if they want to speak in an American accent. I'm very happy with that. I I do have an example of how someone's gut feeling can be wrong. Oh sure. Um, I was with I was with the same best friend who almost left me naked in a bathroom. Uh, I was with her in, in Greece and we were walking around and we got lost. And it was extremely, extremely hot. The weather was unbearable. Uh, we got lost. Everything around us was concrete. I was very upset because it was extremely hot and humid and I, I, I don't like extremely high temperatures. So my best friend tells me, okay, a bunch of police officers are standing there. I can go and ask them for directions. And I had a gut feeling that told me, no, don't do that. And she had a gut feeling that told her, yes, do that. So I told her, no, I don't want to, or something like that. And she, because she has endless patience for me, she took me to a shade. She literally placed me in the shade and she said, okay, you wait here. I will go ask the nice police officers if they can give us directions. And she turned around and walked away. <laughs> when she was <laughs> when she was coming back, she got pooped on by a bird. Ah. So is a Greek bird. <laughs> Greek bird. <laughs> it's a Greek, Greek bird. bird. I don't even know how to how to do a Greek accent. A very very proper Greek bird. It's a Greek bird. <laughs> it's a Greek bird. It came in That's the pool. Italian. That's Italian. That's Italian. Yeah, I think they conquered. I think they conquered them at one point, so they all spoke like that. Nope. Yeah, sure. and I, I remember. <laughs> well, shoot, man! I can't wait to get over there to Greece and see that there Coliseum. I can't even believe it was real. I can't I only wait seen it to in see movies. that leaning tower of pizza. You ever seen that Eiffel Tower, man? <laughs> right in Greece. God damn. Do you know that the, the, the roads are rivers that you travel on boats? Did you know that? I heard they got a maze out there with some kind of horned man. <laughs> a horned hog man. <laughs> they got human beings you can ride like horses over there, I'll tell you. I'm willing to pay top dollar to see that. They got this lady, get this, her hair made out of snakes. No lie. No <laughs> lie. <laughs> and I, I do believe they have donkey shows there, too. Man, you sh shut the hell up, man. You don't know what you're talking about. This is Greece. The call seems in Greece, man. <laughs> Seen it on Nat Geo. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as I said, when she was returning, a bird pooped on her. So my gut feeling was that she shouldn't go there. Her gut feeling was that she should. Her gut feeling was wrong because she got pooped on by a bird. My gut feeling was wrong because that absolutely cheered me up. <laughs> uh. 
Another person's misfortune. It's like medicine. So she approached me (laughs) and I start laughing, obviously. And she crosses her arms and looks at me and goes, so you're telling me that in order to cheer you up, I just needed to get pooped on by a bird. And I was like, yep. (laughs) Pretty simple. Yeah. I'm amused. Maybe you should watch the door next time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Sophia, for joining us today. We are Michael and Jeremy Still Your Podcast, M-J-S-Y-P-O-D, on all the things. You can find us on the internet. Just search that. You'll find it. Uh, email the show. Our email address is U-H-J-Y-E-A-H, a jaya, at majizzypod.com. We also have a phone number. You can contact our show and leave a voicemail or a text. We'll play it on the show. Jeremy, what's that phone number? 903-287-0660, Mike. That's right. It's, it's never changed. It'll remain the same. Oh, shit. Is there anything else? Yeah, it was really nice talking to you, Sophia. Thank you so much for joining us, Sophia. Uh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. She's right, writing a dissertation, Mike. I know. It's great. She's a smart lady. And Indeed, she is. She's far more social IQ. I think so. Indeed. All right, Jeremy, I love you. I love you too, buddy. Bye. That was a lot of fun. My gut has never felt more full of beer in sight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And beer. Yeah. Yeah. We, man, we drank a lot of beer. A lot of beers today. <laughs> Way too many beers. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she had so many in her fridge. Well, anyway, here's your podcast back, Kristen. We had a lot of fun with uh, Sophia here today, and uh, I'm sure that uh, the next guests that you have will be just as insightful and amazing about following your gut on very special things. By the way, very comfy chairs. Yes. Good to know, and I hope you learned something about following your gut. I feel like I learned a lot. I did. I did. I learned a lot today. I we put cried. It, put it in my back. I got a lot of arrows in my quiver now. We laughed. I shit my pants. I stubbed my toe. From the bowel movements from my gut. Just just a little, not too much. Well, the cookies were delicious. Oh, oh we're, thank we're glad you. you enjoyed uh, them. That was actually my Inga Bubba's recipe. Mm. My beautiful Inga Bubba. Yeah, our beautiful Inga Bubba. Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe next time I should bring challah. Ooh. Do you like raisins in your challah, or do you like white chocolate chips? I'm a chocolate chip boy I like the white chocolate chips. Absolutely. challah. But anyway, Kristen, here's your podcast bag. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed stealing it. We did. Bye, Kristen. Bye. Bye, Sophia. Bye, Bye, Sophia. Bye. Right. uh, Mike actually left us. He went, he he walked out, he stormed out of here. He doesn't like haunted stuff. He stormed out of here angry. Yeah. I think he's yelling at the studio cat. She's so fragile and cute and old. Oh, poor cat.
So, anyways, I get to the second floor. Oh, he's back. Is the cat okay? What? I heard you yelling at the studio cat. I didn't yell at anything. Oh. Uh, I must have heard something. I just went and peed. Oh, is that? Oh, that's what it sounds like. You yelling at the studio cat. I peed. (laughs) What happened? That was weird. (laughs) You you want to do another? Do do it one more again? No. Okay. I feel like it's <laughs> 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 